This is a presentation of the Howard University Radio Network, originally aired on glasshouseradio.com. Not up in here! Not up in here! We, we, we throw stones. Glasshouse Radio. 24-7-365. And you know this, man! Part of the Howard University Radio Network. Straight, 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 straight. Everyone, I'm Amber and I'm Jalen and this is Insider Z brought to you by GlassHouseRadio.com part of the Howard University Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insider Z Podcast. We want to hear from you and get some feedback. So feel free to comment or DM us, comment on any of our posts. Again, that's at Insider Z Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. So I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving break. I am excited to get into today's episode, which is titled The Anti-Social Social Generation, basically phones down and heads up. We want to talk about how social media has affected Gen Z in social situations. And so what do we mean when we say the anti-social social generation? Um, what I get from it is like we're so into social media and social is in the phrase social media you know we talk so much on social media that's how we connect with people but in person we're so socially awkward with Mm -hmm. other people we don't really have that many face-to-face interactions with other people so when we get around the people that we talk to on social media it's a very different situation yeah it's a different vibe it's like we're more comfortable being on our phones than when it comes to actual human interaction and so when we get around those people it's sort of it's awkward basically we don't know how to act we don't know how to react we don't know what to do and not even just social media it's technology in general so being on your phones being it could even be an ipod like you got your headphones in so having your headphones in that's helping you avoid those awkward Mm run-ins and walking past people all i gotta do is click on my music and i'm zoning everybody out and even like video games is closing you out from your family television watching tv in the house so not just social media but all those things technology has pulled us away from actually living in the moment mm-hmm. and valuing those precious times. So I feel like this was a good topic because we just came back from Thanksgiving break right. where nine times out of ten, if you were sitting at the dinner table, what were you doing? Were you mm-hmm. on your phone? Were you not? Because I know the family that I was with over break, everyone, they didn't they didn't have their phones. Like She's like, really? put your phones away. Y'all can't be on y'all phones. And you know, teenagers, we like, bruh, what? <laughs> okay, yeah. And my other, my God family, I know they had like a phone bucket. Mm. And so they was trying to put everybody they was like if you don't pay your phone bill you need to put your phone in the bucket (laughs) and so yeah I would have been putting my phone in that bucket. I think functions are more fun like that Mm because you get to actually talk to people you actually you know talk you find stuff to talk about other than you might say oh hey how are you doing what you did last week and family how's college Mm -hmm. and then after the basic questions it's like okay well everybody go to their corners yeah get your phone everybody separate exactly and during Thanksgiving my family likes to watch um football And so (laughs) it is cute because I love watching football, but we're not talking. We're all Mm -hmm. looking at the game. And so when we're eating, we sometimes we have to eat at the table, but it just depends. Or we're eating in front of the TV. And it's like, "Hmm, could we really be having some good conversation? Some good interactions. Right. And then when you're with your older family members, you get like a lot of stories because, you know, Mm -hmm. people like to tell stories. (laughs) They'll go on and on. So it's like. When we're in those social situations, are we consciously like, okay, I'm going to avoid everybody and just get on my phone? Or is it just 
a habit that we have. I think it's just become a habit because of all the devices that we have in this generation. Like, I always, every time we come up with a topic or something to talk about, I always try to think about the past. So, Mm -hmm. not even 20 years ago, but 30 to 40 years ago, I sort of just think about how they didn't have all these devices at arm's reach. So, you know, you had to communicate. This is probably pushing it, but (laughs) if you had to communicate with somebody, you had to write a letter, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and you had to send it in the mail. It wasn't as quick and fast and easy to contact somebody or to reach out to them by phone or email or things like that. And so I feel like we, um, we're we losing, like, the value of building up those relationships. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... Um, Putting our phones down, like phones down, heads up, is a good concept to have because when you put, I try to be conscious of when I have my phone out because you never know what you're going to run into. You never know what blessing you're going to get when you put your phone away and you actually observe what's going on around you. So like I always, this is probably like a little thing that I do, but when I'm in the elevator, like it's weird, like any elevator that I'm in, yeah, I, and if there's a lot of people, like everyone's always on their phone and I'm like, okay, Amber, put your phone away, put it down and just look. Just observe. I do that sometimes So I always put my phone in my pocket, like when I'm in the elevator, Mm -hmm. it's just a weird thing that I do and I just try to see and it's just so weird because it's just so quiet like yeah no one's talking i'm like is this how it always been and i don't know why the elevator is one of those places because you're not even on your phone before you get mm-hmm. in the elevator as soon as you step in there it's like, it's awkward. My phone. yeah and I, it's funny that you say you do that because i do that too sometimes like let me let me see and sometimes i speak to people too because coming from down south i notice a lot of people don't like talk to each other up here because mm-hmm, when you walk into a room or you just get into the car or whatever you always say hey you don't have to say anything else as long as you speak it's like, hey. So I started doing that, walking each other. I'm like, hey, how are you? And they'll be like, why is she talking? <laughs> this <laughs> and isn't just normal. Like, right. They'll just get back on their phone. So I think, I don't I don't know why we do that. I think we use our phones as like a safety blanket. Yeah, it's definitely a safety blanket. It's that, it's that comfort zone. Mm. And we've learned to rely on it. Our phones, they get us out of those awkward situations. They save us from embarrassment. And but why is it awkward, though? I don't know because we we make it. That's a good question though because like why is it awkward? Why have we made it to be awkward? It shouldn't be. It's just human interaction. You're just right. walking into another space with someone else, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But we make it a big deal. Yeah, because it it should just you don't even have to have a full conversation. It's just hey, how are you? Great. And now we just stand there. Like yeah. you don't have to look at your phone. I don't know why that's so awkward because I can't even think of standing in the elevator just staring at the elevator waiting for it to go down yeah i I need to be looking at something yeah i try to that's one thing i just try to do like put my phone away in those situations and when i was talking about thanksgiving the thanksgiving bucket it made me think about when um i feel like this was going around on social media for a while but it's sort of like a i don't want to say a game but it's sort of like a challenge and so when you go out to eat Mm -hmm. with your friends or something or a restaurant and so like everyone they put their phones actually my eighth grade teacher she introduced me to this like her and her best friends do this and so every time they would go to a restaurant they would put their phones in the middle of the table Mm -hmm. and whoever phone well i guess this is sort of the same thing but whoever phone rang first or like whoever got a notification but not even that but whoever like picked up their phone first Mm -hmm they had to pay the bill and i'm like mm, can i have could i have survived absolutely not <laughs> you can't survive not. a restaurant like going to dinner mm. and not touching your phone i think i could but it, like it would be uh an effort you have to really make an effort and i think i just went out to dinner with my friends the other day when i was back home and we did go out to dinner and it was like why are we all on our phones and we're all having we have big things going on in our lives so i was like 
everybody put their phone down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some questions about because we all go to different colleges. Yeah, let's so talk. Like, right. Let's let's catch up. Actually catch up. Like, don't don't tell me the surface. Get into the dirty details. And let's <laughs> actually talk and the not details. be scrolling through Instagram while we're actually sitting together. Because if that's the case, we could just do that on FaceTime. Yeah. You, you're right. Like, that's what we have FaceTime in those. Mm-hmm. Um, apps and whatnot for but I think it's a good thing to do I think it's a good thing we all need to practice mm. uh, not touching our phones and just putting it away for like an hour of it like in the day we've gotten so accustomed to it it's just like having it in your hand it's yeah like, it's our it's attached to us because I yeah. know when I forget it I know I forgot I'm like something's missing I don't know <laughs> my whole day is about to be off I don't. I can't remember the last time I actually left home without my cell phone. Probably like in middle school or high school when I accidentally forgot it, and my mom was like, "You're not going back." Yeah, I was about to say I would hate hate if I left my phone at home and I'm in a car. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I think that's another thing. We use our phones because they help. Like they give us something to do. Mm-hmm. So not even just um, to avoid the social awkwardly situations, but if we're in the car and we're bored, we have games and stuff on our phones to help us out that boredom. But Phones weren't always around, so it's not like we need them. And I always think, it's like, what did y'all do? <laughs> like, did y'all <laughs> did actually y'all sit do? around and talk, or did y'all just stare at each other? Because, like, you know, when you have you ever gone out to dinner by yourself, like, just to go eat by yourself? Yeah, I can. Yeah, lunch. Yeah. Yeah, and you you aren't you're on your phone, and mm-hmm. it's like, I know people did this back in the day. What did they do? They just sat there and ate their food. And just stared at their food. Was, it's just mind boggling to think. Like, what did you do? It's so hard to imagine life without having your phone with you 24-7. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the time it gives you just, it's um, therapeutic. It gives you time to think without it because I know uh, I was telling my friends how when I'm walking down the street, I don't put my headphones, like, I have my headphones in my book bag all the time, but I'm not the type of person where I put in headphones and listen to music while I'm walking to my next class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot, like, I feel like majority of people do that yeah, I do that yeah but I'm not one of those people I just be walking to class I be humming I just be thinking <laughs> I really do I just be like okay I'm here I really do be in my head I be like okay Amber you get to this class we're gonna do this I be planning out my day in my head but yeah I don't know why I just it's just not a thing for me that I feel like I need to listen to music while I'm walking to class I, I, now that you say that I feel like it's a routine for me it's like, okay mm-hmm. I'm walking outside put your headphones in play some music I just think I don't know why I do that that's a great question and I guess it's kind of to avoid people, like you were saying earlier, so they know, okay, don't talk to me. And I think the phone, like you looking at your phone, has become a symbol of don't talk to me at all. Because, you know, when you're walking in a strange situation or you're walking down the street by yourself, you feel like you need to be looking at your phone so yep. nobody really approaches you. Yes, so I guess it's, yes. it's become a symbol of, like, don't talk to me, don't yes. approach me. I get on my phone, I'm like, okay, I'm on my phone. You better not see <laughs> You right. see me on my phone. Like, let's not do it. But do you think... With that being said, do you think, like, our generation, we struggle with living in the moment? Absolutely. Because it's either we're staring at our phones or we're recording the moment with our phones. Yeah. But I feel, okay, I'm sort of a little biased or one-sided on this topic because I feel like you're still able to live in the moment if you record it. Like, I'm still seeing what's happened. I'm just making sure I got footage (laughs) to go back and look at it when I'm done so I can go look Mm, at this footage. I kind of disagree because when I went to the Beyonce concert, I'm recording on Snapchat and Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it through my phone yeah, to make actually, sure that's I a got good point. that good that's a good angle. Point. And if you're actually not looking at it through your phone, you don't have a good angle. So it's like yeah. you have to choose one or the other. Yeah, no, that's a, that's actually a good point that I'm actually looking at my phone or looking at the screen instead of mm-hmm. looking at the person who's actually on stage. Exactly. Like she's jamming out and I'm recording. Right. So, so I think 
I don't know why. I don't know. And it's, it goes back to the point of we need to let other people know what we're doing all the time. But you're not even you're not doing it. You're not actually doing it. You're recording it and you're not even enjoying the moment. And actually at one of Beyonce's concerts, she says, put your phone down. Look at me. Stop. Oh. Stop recording. Look yeah. at me. Live in the moment. Because it's not the same when you look at it later. You're going to be like, oh, wow, that did happen. Because I, I noticed like <laughs> while I'm happen. trying to make sure my Snapchat uploaded, I've missed her walking across the stage and throwing a towel. I don't know. I could <laughs> have that towel. Down. So it's like you miss things when you're looking down at your phone. Yeah, no, that's that's something I'm going to work on personally and just try to observe and live and just, because I know it's just, it's like I want to catch it, you know? We're, yeah. I, we're so obsessed with having these memories, but I feel like they're good because you get these memories and you just, you're just trying not to forget them. So yeah, like, true. It's just it's just a mecha- like one of the, a coping mechanism I guess just to keep and keep something a part of me. So it it does have its pr- its pros, but it also does have its cons. Yeah. It's like I'm possibly missing out on something, but the pro is like I can go back and look at it. But it's just because yeah. I always think about times when I didn't have a phone. I'm like, dang, I really wish I had. like you know how I, I watch uh, family vlogs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I wish I had some kind of thing like that where my mom vlogged me as a child. Because <laughs> I would just love to see that. Yes, like, I don't. Have I remember any it, but I would love to see it. You know. Yeah, like I don't have any video. Like yeah, that's so either. cute. I feel like I barely have any pictures either. They didn't like me. <laughs> they didn't like you. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like those things, um, they help with memories, they help with going in and just making sure that like this is we we remember this and this part is a part of our lives. So in that sense, I guess phones up is okay instead of phones down. But we also can't forget to just like live in the moment because mm-hmm. i think if you take every now and then to live in the moment it'll be more yeah. memorable yeah especially the type of generation like we we can never forget that this is different uh, this is a different time period like a lot of people you have to place that this is not the 60s or the 50s this is right. the 21st century so, so things change more. yeah things change and it's okay for that to change it's okay to evolve and with that being said, I'm really loving the direction that this conversation is headed with our topic, anti-social social generation. I'm Amber. And I'm Jalen. This is Insider Z brought to you by GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. And so I really want to talk about a few personal experiences we've had. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing that I remember when I was in high school is I went to a high school where we only used iPads. We did not have books. For everything. Yeah, you had to have an iPad. You had to purchase an iPad to go to my high school. Oh. Yeah, I went to a Catholic private school, and so it was predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And so we had iPads. We didn't have all of our books were on the iPad. It was That's on crazy. iTunes. You had to buy your own iPad. They yeah, no, they didn't. It. They oh. didn't provide it. Um, so yeah, I had an iPad my all four years in high school. I did all my assignments on it. When I was in class, I was probably online shopping, reading books. <laughs> I did not pay attention in class, honestly. But um, that's not my fault. They shouldn't give me an iPad. <laughs> um, but by the time I got to my senior year, mm-hmm. they enforced a rule that during lunch periods or in our dining hall, we mm-hmm. we call it dining halls, not cafeterias. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, fancy we're fancy. Hall. So in our dining hall, they enforced a rule where we weren't we weren't allowed to pull out our ipads mm-hmm. or you would get a detention or a jug we call it a jug. a jug a jug stands <laughs> for justice under god because you know i went to a catholic school <laughs> interesting that's, okay that's the that's the term we use so yeah it was it's funny yeah so we used to get a detention or a jug and i remember my first jug <laughs> i was 
I wanted to cry because I was one of those kids where I'm like, I don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so I was so scared. But I got my first attention because I got caught on Snapchat. the cafeteria on my ipad and i wasn't supposed to be on it but i'm like come on now man what like and a lot of parents actually a lot of parents were upset about this like really? they were sending emails they were going off now you know how they right yeah you know, <laughs> you know they was not how parents going they was not having it it was like my kid like why are they doing this and i was at first i was on that side too because i'm like some kids thrive when they have their ipad like some people that's just how they are they're shy they're socially awkward like Mm -hmm. you can't force anyone to talk to somebody so a lot of people were on the defense they were like you can't force my kid to talk to so and so so what what was that the reasoning behind it to like make no yeah i think the reason behind it was they realized that we were on our ipads too much Mm -hmm. i don't know the true reason but what else could it be yeah so i feel like um they just tried they were trying to force communication and everybody was like um why are y'all doing this like i felt bad for the kids that didn't have big friend groups so like Mm -hmm. me I had a big friend group. So when I walked into the lunch room, I knew where I was going to go yeah. sit. I had my seat. I had my group. But not every kid is like that. So we, they definitely did use their iPad as a crutch. Because it's like, okay, I'm in the lunch room. I could just sit and be on my iPad. Ain't nobody going to bother me. That's okay. But a lot of parents were upset. And I was just, um, a lot of people were on the defense about it. But the message, or not the message, but the rebuttal that basically like the principal in the school had was that, 10 years, not even 10 years ago, six years ago, we didn't have iPads. Mm. So what are y'all worried about? Where they was like, six years ago, y'all weren't in the cafeteria on y'all iPads. Y'all were in here talking. So what's the that's problem? True. And that's, so that's basically, and I was like, wow, y'all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all right. We didn't always have iPads. iPads were a new thing. So it's like before iPads in you the were school. Yeah. So that made me think like, dang, they might be right. <laughs> Yeah, at my school, they they banned us ha- from having, like, electronics. You could have it, but you weren't supposed to have it out in class. And then they didn't even have good Wi-Fi or a good signal. Like, there was no signal anywhere in the school. So it was like, th- what's the point of being on your phone? And I think they did that on purpose. But when I think about all the good times that I had in class, you know, not learning, but just joking around, <laughs> playing, mm-hmm. it was, we were all just sitting in the back talking. And I think I think that's a good, a good lesson because before, I didn't get, my mom didn't let me get a cell phone till. I don't even know when. So before, what we were having a good time. And I want to yeah. say my best times were in middle school and elementary school with my friends because we were actually interacting, talking, joking around, being bad kids. <laughs> being bad kids. <laughs> but once I got in high school, it was still like that, but we had cell phones. So it was like we were recording it. We weren't so much in the moment. We were cheating on our... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were, we were still really into our phones. And I think... That brings me to the inspiration um, bet- behind this episode was when me and you, we went to Blackburn to mm-hmm. eat. And it was a group of us. And I um, I never go to the CAF because I... Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I, I understand. I never go to the CAF. So going to the CAF is like, okay, I'm going out. <laughs> I'm hanging out with <laughs> yeah. people. And so we get to the table and I look up. I'm like, everybody's looking at their phones. I was like, we were... I, was, I had just seen Nadia, somebody who lived on our floor in freshman year. I just seen her for like the first time in a long time. I was like, we should be catching up, talking. Yeah. I'm like, everybody's on their phone. I was like, this is a great, this is a great topic. And I think that happens a lot, especially, especially when I'm back home with my sister and we hang out because me and my sister um, are both in college and we're four years apart. Mm-hmm. And so when we hang out, it should be a time to catch up. Mm-hmm. It's not. And I, I really think that 
I have a lot of those experiences. And now that I'm aware of it, I want to stop using my phone so much in social interaction and social situations and encourage other people to put it down. Yeah, no, it's always about being aware. I try to catch myself. Like Mm -hmm. you said, I'm on my phone. I'm just as guilty as the next person. But when I catch myself and when I like, dang, Amber, put your phone away, like mm-hmm. just set it down. I try to sit it down, but you can't be the only one. Like, right, I just be, sitting there. yeah, now I'm just sitting there and I guess I just be trying to come up with stuff to say. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's another problem we have when we do put our phones down. Now what? Now what are we going to talk about? Because <laughs> right. some people stubborn. Some people just don't like to talk. But I feel like it's I feel like it hasn't always been that way. I feel like we've conditioned ourselves to think right. like that. We've conditioned our brains to rely on our devices so much that we've unconsciously told ourselves that I have there's nothing for me to know about. The yeah. Next person or talk yeah. About like them. I can just easily text this or say mm-hmm. this or catch up with you on social media yeah. or FaceTime. And yeah. That, and that'd be that on that situation. And I'm definitely that person. I think a lot of us are like that. We're socially awkward in situations like that. I'm, I'm the type of person. I'd rather you text me than call me. And oh, it depends, no. It depends on the situation. But I'd rather I'd rather text, text somebody. Mm-mm. Yeah, like, especially I, if it's quick conversation. Okay, you really called me for that. I rather somebody girl. just text me. I'm really, and I get really awkward in situations too. It really depends, but I get anxious and nervous, especially like class presentations or interviews, or where I'm just going to meet somebody that I don't know. I get really nervous or anxious about it, and that's why I like having my phone. I'm like, okay, I can just like look at this for a while. Maybe I'll see something on my phone. I could talk to them about it. It's like I don't know why. Like you said, we're just conditioned to not think to come up with a conversation with somebody else. Yeah, I'm definitely not the text over phone type recently. That's happened recently, though. That's only because I feel like through text, there's a lot that we could talk about on that one, but I feel like with text, your tone and your voice, it gets misunderstood. So I recently learned my lesson. Like, when I was talking to somebody, like, a lot of people, they're like, why are you being so aggressive? Like, what? I'm like, what? I'm not. I'm just yeah. telling you this is what I want to do. And I get, I don't know. I guess the way I phrase stuff, it come off real yeah. strong. But I'm not trying to be. But, no, I love, just call me randomly. I yeah, love it. Sure. And then w- calling and enter um, face-to-face talking is you get you pick up on tones and then facial expressions and body language and it's it's more you get more of an understanding i guess of the other person and that's why i hate i get like really nervous or awkward in situations like that because i am a people person sometimes and i can um like i like talking to people and having good conversations but it's just i I don't know it's just weird i get really awkward in situations and i I don't know i guess (laughs) i turn back to my phone hopefully i can work on that but yeah, it comes, it's it's a thing, it comes with um, practice, because we've leaned on it for so long, we've used it as our little crutch device, or and like you said, our safety blanket, so you just gotta learn and recognize and know when to let it go, but I feel like um, this is not, I feel like you were telling me something about social media and Twitter and like how we miss out on stuff. So can you talk about that? Right. So I see on Howard Twitter all the time girls talking about, you know, the, I see that one boy Howard Twitter, that's right? Funny. <laughs> that one boy, he's always looking at me. Why don't the boys at Howard come up to us and say anything? And that is so true. It's like they don't come up to you and say anything. They'll stare you down, but not come and talk to you, ask you for your number. And it's like we're missing out on our Howard husbands, you know. Girl. Like, why? (laughs) Why aren't you coming to ask for our number? And, you know, it could be vice versa. We could be out here shooting our shots in person, too. No, that's not happening. (laughs) But I feel like it's literally just 
the way we've taught, we've literally brainstormed or uh, not brainstormed, but we've um, just changed our way of thinking to think like, okay, I can't approach this person or they might think I'm yeah, crazy. Like, an, um, dang, I can't even think of the word, but it's like you fear, oh, you fear rejection. So mm-hmm. that's where that comes, that, that's where that comes into play. You don't want to be rejected. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people don't um, walk up to people. And it's like, yeah. that's why I rather just sit. Um, I will, I will literally get on my phone. This is something crazy, but I would literally get on my phone. And if I see somebody that I'm like, oh, he's cute or whatever, or, you know, I would literally take out my phone and record a video on Snapchat. I'm crying. <laughs> No, I'm not even going to act like I've never done that. Exactly. (laughs) People do that, don't they? At least I can admit it. Oh, he's cute. Yeah, I can admit it. At least I can admit it. I will pull my phone out. I'll be Mm -hmm. That's true. That's so funny. I actually just record a video before I ever walk up and say, hey, how are you? We should do that, though, one day. We should do that. Uh, No, you will never catch me. Like, yeah, I record a video. I'm like, oh, he's so cute, y'all. And then I send it to all my friends Mm -hmm. on Snapchat. Be like, that's him. How do we do that? I'm gonna make you. Sh- we should do that. Well, that's good to know. I'm not the only one because mm-hmm. before you, you said that, I was like, "Why?" No, when you were saying, I was like, "Why does she do that?" That's crazy. And then I thought no, about I just did. like people do that. That's because I just rather I rather just I don't know. It's I rather stay where I'm at in my safety mm-hmm. net. And, and I think keep we you can over there. we can deal with rejection more when it's online than mm-hmm. in your face. You're like, mm-hmm. you, I think you feel worse about it. But then again, person. I feel like. We should start practicing um, in person mm-hmm. because that might when you if you do that to someone they'd be like oh that's different like it might t- like if someone right. was to walk up to me that it, it, dang wow I just <laughs> thought about something it actually has happened to me and I respected that person more because he walked up to me in the cab mm-hmm. and I was just like wow yeah nobody does that that never happens and first of all I was looking real bogus that day <laughs> but he still walked up to me and I was just right. like. He could have been the one. Um, okay. <laughs> Guess not. Guess not. <laughs> but <laughs> I still respected him for just mm-hmm. saying, like, he was just like, hello, you know, like, introducing himself. And uh, I feel like as long as you're nice about it, then that's cool. But that's another problem with that because a, lo- a lot of girls, and not girls too, but guys, they could be mean about it. Mm-hmm. They could literally be like, boy. Especially if they run their friends. Right, because I could have been like, boy, if you don't get on my face. But <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I was just like, oh, cool. I just sat there, listened to him found out his major and you know so but not everybody gonna react like that mm-hmm. so you know another safety precaution of right. me protecting myself and not walking up to this person that's why i stick to my phone so next time you're gonna be the one that approaches oh no that's not <laughs> happening anytime soon why i think not? i don't i don't know it's just uh, i gotta step out that comfort zone uh, and it's not easy that's it's hard not. it takes a lot of work but i feel like once you do it it gets once you do it it gets better so yeah definitely once you try it a first few times you just start not to care because i at first i feel like i used to be so afraid to get rejected but now i don't care bro you reject me all right bye next <laughs> time to see the next one honestly that's what it is nowadays like you can't it is. you can't harbor on it and that's how i used to be i used to be like dang what if he went okay well if he don't then he don't that was a sign moving on yeah like okay next do you think um, an in-person connection is stronger than an online connection that you might make. Like, um, that's that's literally one of the hardest ones to say because I personally know people who met online, like mm-hmm. the whole, um, you know, you always see like the Twitter testimonies, right? Of, <laughs> Twitter, yeah. <laughs> I slid into this girl DM, and now 
three years later we're married having our first baby type stories yeah. and so that's why i'm like i feel like the online connections work sometimes because you're able to meet more people that you probably wouldn't have met right. so i'm able to meet somebody in virginia more than i'm able to meet somebody in chicago you know mm-hmm. so it's like Online connections work in that sense because sometimes people in your hometown you don't want to deal with or your hometown mm-hmm. is too small. You already had your pot. You already right. did whatever mm-hmm. you did with them. And so now you're just... You want something different. Yeah, so that's where I feel like online connections come into play. But I um, definitely... You, obviously, you're going to get to the point where you got to meet that person in yeah. person and you that's where it all boils down to. So you're right. Sometimes an online connection can be a lot stronger. And then once you meet that person in person, it's like dang, yeah yeah so and my friend she just um when i was back home she a guy dm'd her online and he wanted to meet up with her while they were both home from um college and she was like oh i feel awkward it's like i've talked to you online but it's like i don't know i don't know how this is about to go in person mm-hmm. and it's like you don't know she was like, i've never every she was like everybody else every boy that i've ever talked to is like i've met them in person or they were my friend before but i've never met up with somebody online and she was like how awkward is that gonna be and i was like it's probably gonna be awkward at first but since y'all are having that in faith in person um interaction it'll be you know eventually it eventually will flow it's gonna be awkward at first because i think it's awkward at first with anybody that you first meet but she eventually said it didn't go well (laughs) i mean it wasn't bad but she just was like "Mm, friends but you talking about some friends (laughs) yeah i feel like um sometimes you don't want to force it Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's another thing um that's why we are quick to pick up our phones because it's like why would i force a conversation when i can just get on my phone and go back to what i was doing and so um like let it be natural. So if you are talking to somebody, especially if you haven't seen them in a long time, yeah. like I feel like there should be something to talk about. And if right. it's not, then it's just like, okay, move on. See you later. <laughs> yeah, see you later. It's not always for everybody. But, um, you know, it's it's something that we will continue to work on and continue to be better about. And so um, another question that I know we we talked about earlier and um, that I wanted to like emphasize more on was do we find that like older people in our family spend a lot of time on their phones and so like when it came to Thanksgiving we said no because you know they had the stories to tell do you think when we're older we're going to be like that or do you think Mm. we're still going to be because we grew up we were actually like this is yeah this whole device social media phone tv all of that Mm. this is literally our generation so do you think it'll be something that'll follow us? Like I don't know. I, I like I on Twitter. I always see. Wow, we have so many Twitter references. I right. say Twitter one more time because <laughs> we're always on. Twitter. Yeah, I always see how. Um, oh, when I'm, tw- or when I'm having when I'm in my forties and I have my kids, and then this song come on the radio. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in that same situation. Mm-hmm. When mm. I'm 40, when my kids, I'm going to be not even 40, even older than that. Yeah. Am I going to be like on my phone still consumed by so. social media? What I look like 40 with a Twitter? Like, but what the am I kids, look like? the next generation, they're going to have something different. So it's not, it's not going to be, I don't know. That's a good question. Cause in my family, the older people in my family, they have iPhones and they have iPads. Mm-hmm. They're not on it as much as me and my sister are, but they're on it. My mom, oh, she, I feel like she's obsessed with her phone. But she, she, I don't think she's as obsessed or she doesn't depend on it as much as me and my sister do. So I think it's different. You know, I think different generations approach it differently. And yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, so I think when we're older, we're definitely gonna still have it because it's I just always can't been imagine with us. Twitter with a bunch of forty year olds. Like, it's, what? Yeah, it's kind of weird. What are we gonna, gonna be talking be about? Interesting. <laughs> we are gonna talk about our bad kids. I'm <laughs> or it might be something else. It might be something different because I know older mm-hmm. people now. Their main thing is Facebook. They're mm-hmm. not really on. And Facebook yeah, anymore. we talked about in my econ class how. Facebook started off, it was a college thing. Mm -hmm. So college students were introducing their teachers to Facebook. And now look, Facebook is for older people. It's not the young generation thing anymore. When I tell you, my great aunts and uncles and my granddaddy, (laughs) all of them, they are obsessed with Facebook. They're on there all day, every day, posting old pictures of me that I did not know existed. Oh my gosh, that's cute. That's their life. So I'm thinking, I guess Twitter and Instagram will be our Facebook when we're older, I guess. I don't know. But because as time goes on and new generations have new technology and new whatever, they're going to have something new and different. We're not going to be, of course, we're going to adapt to it, but that's not going to be our thing. Yeah. So hopefully when I'm in that stage in my life, I'm not all up on my phone, but um, it makes me think about my mom and how she basically, she uses her phone more um, to talk with her friends Mm. than to be on social media. So she has Facebook and stuff, but she has Facebook and Instagram. And those are the only two that she has, but she rarely gets on Facebook. And I think she gets on Instagram to like, like my photos or whatever. But, um, yeah. So she, I feel like the way she uses her device, she uses it to talk and catch up with her friends. Right. She's on the phone all day long and it kills me. <laughs> I'd be like, ma, if you don't get off your phone, she literally, it literally annoys me. But that's an, that's an example of how within our different generations, mm-hmm. we use our device devices differently. Right. So we use it as a distraction and right. to consume. A yeah, a safety blanket and to um, just do whatever we doing mm-hmm. and they use it as like to catch up but, mm-hmm. and you know. to keep in contact with people because i think that's an online ca- connection that older people do i guess with social media is they keep in contact or they find those grade school friends from back in the day and they they're able to i know my granddaddy he used it as like to find family members from back from where he's from and it's like i guess that's why they use it and we use it like you said for a safety blanket and for something to hold on to but I also, I was reading a study, <laughs> okay, and it was comparing. Okay, educate me. <laughs> I was reading a study, and it was comparing the different generations and their loneliness levels. And it said Generation Z is the loneliest, Ooh. which is so crazy. And it said the I least. Believe that. Yeah, the least lonely generation is the generation before baby boomers. I can't remember what their you know nickname is, but it said the lo- Gen Z is the loneliest generation because of our lack of face-to-face interaction. We spend so much time looking at our phones and scrolling through social media rather than interacting with those around us. And so I think um, once when we're always looking at our phones and we're not connecting with those around us, we we feel kind of to ourselves, and so mm-hmm. we are to ourselves. Or when you're yeah. in your room by yourself, you're not talking to anybody else you're by yourself and so the study also said gen z is more prone to depression and low self-esteem and it's just like i can believe that yeah it's and when you think about it it's so true yeah because not only do i feel like the loneliness and depression and low self-esteem it's Mm -hmm. like it's very hypocritical because it's stemming from us being on social media all the time so a lot of people are becoming more depressed because of the things that they see on their timelines Mm -hmm. and so that study isn't hard to believe because of the way that we consume it so much that we've allowed ourselves to okay 
like granted being alone is okay sometimes but it's not good to be alone yeah like people have made it like an okay factor Mm -hmm. when really it's not okay you know like you need somebody like you're you weren't meant to go through this world alone even though you came in alone you're gonna die alone but still (laughs) um between those two phases in life you're meant to walk this path with other people friends family so be it but i just don't think it's always meant to be alone. So it's just, yeah, I definitely believe the study. I can see how we are the loneliest just mm-hmm. from personal experience, friends, other stories that I've right. seen. And it's just it's just the truth. And mm-hmm. just being depressed um, and that whole, like, anxiety and low self-esteem, it all comes from what we choose to, what we choose to use and interact. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, I feel like if I didn't, have the social medias that I have, the platforms that I have, maybe my self-esteem would be 10 times higher, you know, or maybe I, cause I wouldn't be so focused or worried about the right. next person. I wouldn't be so focused or worried about like, Ooh, dang, Amber body goes time for mm-hmm. me to get on a treadmill. And I would be content and like everything. Yeah. And who I am. And so, and I think I agree with the study. If you're, if you're more, if you're doing more face-to-face interactions, you'll have that confidence, you know, to walk up to somebody and actually talk to them, so a stranger. You'll build up the confidence in yourself to know, okay, I don't care if they reject me or they think I'm crazy when I walk up to them and talk to them. And I think that'll that'll definitely boost self-esteem. I, I want to start practicing doing it. Just like, what, just walking up to people? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, talking to people. Like, have my phone in my pocket while I'm walking to class. Say hey to random people. Be like, hey, how's your day going? In the elevator, talking to people. Because I think that'll probably help me how earlier I was saying I'm socially awkward in search- certain situations where I don't really know what to say to people. Mm-hmm. So if I start just not relying on my phone in these situations, just talking to these people, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe yeah, I'll no, get somewhere. It, yeah, I was about to say, um, maybe it'll bring about a change within yourself. It'll mm-hmm. help you, like, boost your confidence and all of that. But it all takes... We all got to take that first step to right. getting there. Mm-hmm. It's all about that first step because we are okay with where we are in life. Like, I'm on my phone. I got my Twitter. I got my Instagram. I got my Snapchat. I got my Facebook. (laughs) I got my Pinterest, my Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) All of that. YouTube is also considered a social media, Mm -hmm. too. So I got my YouTube. I got all of it. And so it's just like, okay, I have all of this. So what do I need y'all for? But Mm -hmm. once I put that away, I'm like, let me have a genuine conversation. You actually learn so much about the next person. So I learn so much about my friends, about my roommate, everyone, because I'm just like, girl, how was Mm -hmm. your day? What's going on? And I, by me just asking her, I learned that like, oh, today wasn't one of her best days. Mm -hmm. So instead of me being closed off, me recognizing that she didn't have a good day, I was able to be there for her. I was able to make sure she was okay. And you know, just like right here, I'm really big on quotes and positivity (laughs) and putting good energy out in the world. And so I always, or I tried to make sure I put a little quote on her mirror and That's I'm like, nice. yeah, I was like, I hope you have a good day. I hope today's better than yesterday, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so all of that happened from me just putting my phone down. Literally. True, true. So, like, that's what I'm saying. You never know what you're missing out on. You may be missing out on, like, your next millionaire, billionaire friend, <laughs> you know? Exactly. If you just stay to yourself and looking at your phone. And I, I can definitely agree with the the loneliest loneliness factor because this year I have my own room. 
And last year I didn't. I shared my room with two other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course I was irritated by that. Because it's <laughs> like you're sharing a space that's not meant for three people with two other people. But now I have my own room and I'm always in there by myself. And I have two sweet mates, but I don't ever talk to them. So I think I kind of miss that having somebody next to you mm-hmm, to just to be talk like, to. yeah, hey, how's your day? What did you do today? What were your classes? And it's like, I don't have that. So you know what I'm yeah. doing? I'm on my phone texting somebody. Exactly. Poor me. <laughs> poor me. But I would definitely I definitely appreciate face to face interactions. And I think I think um older generations, since they didn't have that, you know, when they talk about, oh, y'all need to stop being on your phone so much, stop watching TV and go outside. That's their favorite thing. Go outside. Go outside. Ooh, that's go a outside. good way. No one my little siblings, they don't even go outside anymore. Yeah, and that's what, in my neighborhood, I'm like, are there any kids in, out that live out here? Because nobody's outside playing. So back in the day they were outside playing, talking to people they didn't know, neighbors yeah. kids they didn't know, and then they came lifelong friends. Yeah. So I definitely believe we need to step away from our phones. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because my yeah. brother he don't go outside at all he stay on his video game mm-hmm. he's nine he will play that video game to the death of him and he will not go outside like at all and my dad be so mad at him he's like boy if he don't go outside like yeah, my dad has something. to force him so i'm glad you actually brought that up because i didn't even think about that like mm-hmm. um being on the game or television and being a part of our phones and social media and all of that it has brought and it has taken us away from that interaction from that connection from um getting friends yeah like yeah i was about to say just making friends and you know so hopefully that hopefully we get to that point Mm -hmm. where we can continue to challenge ourselves and do that and i just love how many of our personal experiences are probably super relatable Mm -hmm. on the topic of anti-social social generation i'm amber and i'm Jalen. This is Insider Z, brought to you by GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Network. And now I really want to dig deeper onto how we can become more sociable. And so, like, a little bit of inspiration and reason behind this topic and episode. Yeah, so definitely we want to challenge ourselves and challenge our listeners to think about having more face-to-face interactions and living more in the moment. Don't be so focused on your phone or trying to capture the moment be in the moment absorb the moment talk to people meet new people and I definitely I always say that I love meeting new people but Mm -hmm. how often how often am I doing that Mm -hmm. like I'm not I'm sticking to the people that I know what I'm comfortable with so I definitely challenge us to do that more yeah I think that's a hard one to leave my phone at home Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to work up to that one but I think that'd be cool if everyone could could really just leave your phone at home for a day just one day you know just one day see how it is see how um it works out (laughs) and see what you notice because you'll probably notice a lot you notice a lot more because you're not looking down you Mm -hmm. might notice somebody reading a book that you're interested in because I happened that happened a lot with me over the summer when I took the train to work Mm -hmm. I would see so many people on the train and they be reading these books and I have my book out too and so I'd be like oh that looks interesting I wonder what book she's Mm -hmm. reading and so or you might even ask them like oh how's the book Mm -hmm. what's this about and now you're starting a new conversation with somebody and I I was just on the plane coming back and my friend she was saying I don't ever talk to the person next to me and I was talking about how yeah yeah. and I was like you know I always speak I always say hey how are you and that's like the base like that's it 
But my um, flight, when I was going back home for Thanksgiving, the guy sitting next to me, he was talking to me about um, my AirPods. It was mm-hmm. an older guy. And I was like, why is he Same. talking? Like, please leave me alone. <laughs> please leave me alone. And I was like, and I told my mom, she was like, that could have been, you know, he could have been a friend. I was like, mom, he was right. like He could have gave you your like, next <laughs> internship. You right. don't even know. And she said, you need to stop doing that. You need to start, you know, talking to people because you never know who yeah. you might be talking to. That goes into networking, which sure. is a big thing here. Yeah, but she was saying she never talks to the person next to her. And I was like, Actually, I'm going to start doing that because mm-hmm. I fly so much because I'm right. from Chicago. So I'm always hopping on the plane, mm-hmm. um, Thanksgiving break, winter break, spring break. So right. I'm on the plane a lot throughout the year. And plus when we go on vacation. So I'm actually going to try to do that. But I remember when I, I actually just took a flight to, um, where was I going? North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I was going to Duke. And the guy on the flight, oh, no, that's the wrong flight. But I'm still, crying. I was <laughs> on the plane but this is the point i was on the plane and the guy next to me he was just talking to me and he was trying to show me his um dogs on his phone yeah. and i was just like dang can he stop right it's so to awkward me? yeah but i was just like oh that's so cute mm-hmm. that's like, i was like how long have you had him and he was just showing me all the pictures of his I'm dogs sorry. his daughter with his dogs and i was like this is the <laughs> cutest thing ever and my heart was just so warm because it was just like a nice interaction right. like i'm met somebody i never would have met and plus mm-hmm. th- another good thing that i know is it's the age gap like because i'm a teenager or a young adult whatever you want to call it <laughs> i'm a young adult and he's in maybe his mid for 40s early 50s you usually don't get that interaction mm-hmm. and so i was able to have a genuine conversation with this guy and i was literally like wow this is great this is nice this is right, you feel good you feel good afterwards because one time i was talking to this guy and he was like, oh, you go to Howard, you're from Florida, da, da, da. He was just talking. He was like, what's your major? He was like, oh, okay. And I was telling him what I was interested in. And then he recommended me to read this book. He was like, mm-hmm. you should read this book about, I can't remember because I never did read it, unfortunately. But <laughs> it was like, you never know. You can learn new things, meet new people. You might have found a new friend. Like, yeah. It's just, it's so many possibilities when you, you're not focused on your phone and you're actually looking at the people next to you and actually interested in talking to them. Yeah, so I highly recommend, um, like, creating maybe or brainstorming a list of five go-to questions. True. And so um, when I had my internship over the summer, they gave us an opportunity to go to each of the um, account executives and mm-hmm. ask them questions. And so before I even sat down and meet with them, I had like tens and so many, so many questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had points that I wanted to ask, ideas that I wanted to recommend. And so although we may not get those opportunity, like, cause it's right on the spot. Yeah. That's why I feel like have these set of questions that you can just randomly ask somebody and it right. can just lead like question starters mm-hmm. that you can just have a genuine conversation with instead of, um, feeling awkward and not knowing what to say next have those little five questions in the back of your head and just be like oh ding (laughs) Um, see i do that when i'm having like a a formal meeting like an interview Mm -hmm. yeah use those same skills in regular life just have three five three to five random questions that you can ask somebody and start up a new conversation that's a that's a good tip i'm gonna come up with three five questions yeah i'm gonna come up with a couple and i'm gonna make sure i have it I'm i'm gonna start using it more i'm definitely gonna i feel like 
Oh, that's gonna be hard talking to strangers. I don't know. <laughs> Literally, be in mind of stranger danger. I don't was just about to be say, wa- yeah. Don't just be walking up to people now. Wise about <laughs> it. Right. Make sure it makes some sense. Don't just be tapping on people's shoulders because I do. <laughs> I will give you the side eye. And right. And that's the thing. Not, not a lot of people are gonna be open to it. They'll probably yeah. That's like, the hard part. Like even yeah. though we're having this conversation and we're recommending that you all try it too, it's still just like mm-hmm. be aware that mm, other people are gonna be like, okay. not everybody gonna be accepted. Right. <laughs> It's just going to be a little bit awkward, but, you know, we're trying to get over that. We're trying to basically burst out this little bubble. Like, we've we've definitely created a bubble um, around ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, our phone is that little protection. So don't be afraid to burst out that bubble and go out that comfort zone. And um, because... If you do if you do that, you never know like how significantly it can change your life. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're gonna meet, what next job you're gonna get. Um, I know so many people who've been blessed with opportunities because of airplane conversations mm-hmm. or because of like they were just walking down the street at the red light, you know, just yeah, very just random. random. <laughs> yeah, very random coincidence. And it's just like, okay, yeah, cool, nice meeting you, you know, exchange information, stay in contact. And, um, yeah, you never know the blessings that can come from that. And I, I definitely challenge us. I, I'm going to make you do it, Amber. Do it. One weekend, we're going to go <laughs> a out. A weekend? No, mm-hmm. a weekday. Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> we're going to go out. We're going to go somewhere. We're just, just going to go somewhere in D.C. We're going to leave our phones in Mm-mm, our room. Don't do it. And we're just going to have a day out in D.C. I think that would be so interesting because I, we're going to have to figure okay. out how to navigate, like, literally and I socially. know. That's why I'm like, yeah. But if we get lost, what are we going to do? Like, we got to have somebody. A, we got to have a like map. You say, like, the old folks. Yeah, that's funny because when I say my grandma, she is not afraid to talk you up and down. She will talk <laughs> you to death, grocery store, anywhere. She loves her conversation. So we're going to be on the metro if we don't know where, where we are. We're going to be like, oh, mm. excuse me, do you know where um, this Mm-mm. restaurant is? And then what if they give us the wrong directions? Well, then we're, what are we going to do? Now we're lost and we're going to find a new destination. Girl, you trying to have me out? No. No, um, we're doing it. I'm going to make you do it. Okay. I guess about the weekday. I don't know about the weekend. No, no, no. It's going to be a Saturday. We're going to go. I'm going to say. A Saturday. A Saturday. We're going to go to, let's say, a museum. And we're going to leave our phone. We're going to take the metro. And we're going to just see where life takes us. I think it would mm. be a great day. That sounds scary. That sounds fun. Especially if we go to a museum, you're going to be actually mm. interested in museum. Not I pay attention taking when I'm pictures, at museums. <laughs> but I'm sure you're taking pictures as well. Okay, what's wrong with taking pictures? No, no, no. <laughs> we, need be, we need to be <laughs> Let absorbing. me stop being devil's advocate. Exactly. <laughs> and somebody might be at, like, if we go to the African American Museum. I think that would be so. Oh, I love it. I've been there. I've been three times already. You've been three? Mm-hmm. Really? I've only gone once and I didn't finish it. Like, we only oh, you did. haven't. Okay. Yeah. I guess we're going to go there. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting because you actually meet people that, you know, are so interesting because I, when I went there, there were older people there and they, you know, they actually experienced some of the stuff yeah. that was like displayed. Because I want to say one of the. Um, one of the things I was looking at was, like, have you been there and they have the car where they show um, how it was for black people traveling along roads and they yeah. had to, like, stop at different stops. So there were these two older ladies actually sitting in the car watching it and they were talking about, you know, oh, I remember doing that. And it was like, I actually asked them. I was, like, asking them a question. We were actually talking. Of course, I walked away because I was like, okay, this is enough of conversation. But if we actually go and talk to these people or actually just enjoy being in the moment, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I'm excited. I don't know how it's going to go. It's actually a little bit scary because when you think about it, as much as we depend on our phones, it's a good thing that comes along with it because uh, of how advanced society has become. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm able to pull up the direction. So Right. So it's it's helpful in a lot of sense. 
but Mm. we can go without it sometimes exactly. it doesn't have to be our rural 24 7 yeah we don't have to make it um we don't have life. to be so dependent on it yeah make it our life and be so dependent on it and um like you were talking about the conversation that you had with the older women like mm-hmm. in the museum and stuff that makes me think about take the time out to have those conversations with your family members as well right. because that would make that made me think about the time i spoke with my grandma and she she has some of the craziest stories because she's from alabama mm. and so she has some of the craziest stories from being in the south and she remember like the boys the bus boycott Mm -hmm. and she remembers stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so i i i can i'm able to tell that story here today because i actually sat down and i talked to her about it and you learned something that you would never learn anywhere else because it was Mm -hmm. her personal experience she was there and she gave you that knowledge Mm -hmm. that's so and now she's passing down that piece of knowledge to me mm-hmm. and I'm going hopefully I tell my friends like you I'm telling you all now <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> this story of my grandmother and the bus boycott mm-hmm. and I feel like little people that's how information travels and I feel like that's that's how it was then before. and it can, yeah that's how it was before and we could t- continue to make it and continue to do that now as long as we recognize it mm-hmm. and because I feel like if we don't if people don't step away from their phones and they don't have face-to-face interaction it's going to become a quiet world. Nobody's going to be talking. <laughs> a quiet world. Yes, because I remember being on the, where was I? I was on the bus, I think. It's quiet. Like, nobody's yeah. saying anything. And I'm like, it's about 50, 100 of us on here. Why is nobody it? chatting? Right, exactly. It's going to be a quiet world if we don't start talking to people. Stop fearing face-to-face interactions. Be awkward. and <laughs> Be awkward. Be awkward and move on. Yeah, awkward can be your blessing. You never know. You never awkward know. Break, breaks the ice. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love just stepping out and just doing it. I will try to practice it. I don't know. Make sure you hold me to my word I and will. your word. Mm-hmm. I will try to hold you to your <laughs> word as well. But this whole it's little one hard. day, it's going to be definitely hard. But that's 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 the fun thing about life. Now that's a memory we'll have. I'll yeah. always have that memory and I'll be like, dang. Jaylen, yeah, remember that time we got lost and we were out in D.C. <laughs> for five hours? Remember that you came up with this brilliant idea mm-hmm. to leave my phone at home? Exactly. I don't know. That's I'm a little bit scared. but. <laughs> I am. That's scary. And we could probably go with the group. I think a big group that'll make you feel yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. Um. Proceed with caution with what we're <laughs> proceed right. with caution with what we're recommending. We definitely want you to go outside your circle, but make sure you're doing it safely <laughs> and right. smart. Don't be out there just walking around <laughs> talking accents. to everybody. Right. That's crazy. Let's not. Let's not go there. Stranger danger. Be aware. Yeah. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I really love the inspiration. Mm -hmm. and just actually realizing that sometimes it's okay to put our phones down sometimes it's okay to be awkward and walk up to that person in person stop recording videos of people and and, (laughs) go find your man yeah and go say hello and you know and it'll work out you never know exactly blessing in disguise i love it that's all the time we have for today i hope you try to challenge yourselves and step outside of that comfort zone Let's turn this anti-social social generation around and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insider Z Podcast. Join us next time on GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. This is Insider Z. You know it's the place to be. So grab a seat and get a hold of this tea. See you next time with Amber C. And Jalen B.
This has been a special presentation of the Howard University Radio Network, originally aired on glasshouseradio.com.